Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined, not as always, but today, by my good buddy and co-host, Matt Basinger. I, I missed a couple. I know, Matt. It's so good to have you Thank sitting you. next to me. Thank it, you. I it, missed you. It got me out of bed extra early yeah. this morning. Oh, thanks, buddy. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, joined as always by Ms. Jackie Wise of M-Prize Bank. Hello, Jackie. Today's guest is someone that I've known for quite a while. His name's Alex Pope. Alex is the founder of Local Pig here in Kansas City. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's start with the easiest question of the day. What is Local Pig? So Local Pig, uh, or as we say, Local Pig and Pigwitch is uh, two concepts. It's a meat market and a restaurant. So our meat market uh, specializes in locally sourced meats, and our restaurant does burgers, barbecue, and sandwiches. It's a butcher shop inside. We have, yes, meat market, butcher shop. Yep, that's for, us. For the layman. Yep. All right. You have a really awesome and interesting background. How the heck did you get into this? Start at the beginning. Yeah, so I started by going to college um, and jump around. No, jump I finished. I, I finished. Oh, I did jump up, jump up and get down. That's right. I went to Wisconsin. There, it is. Uh, there we University go. University of Wisconsin. And I loved it. But, uh, you know, for those I was listeners, doing, by the way, if you don't know that, uh, that's just the you, third quarter. You, you, yep. YouTube, Wisconsin football, jump around and you're going to watch a video that's going to make you want to go to a football game. It is really fun. Even when it's cold as hell is really fun. Uh, so I enjoyed my time. Um, I was doing I, I I'm kind of a workaholic, so I wanted to work while I was there. And I started off working in an insurance company and I just did not like office jobs. So I wanted something a little more active. And on a whim, I went to a restaurant that was opening up and said, hey, I want to work here. What do you think? And they threw me in. They they were literally just opening up. So they were happy to have anybody, anybody that was available. And I just fell in love with restaurants and kitchens. And what was your first job there? Uh, salad station at the Grelia Tuscany, now out of business, but uh, a great little, it was great, you know, while it lasted. And I moved around restaurants. Um, I kept cooking at night, going to school during the day, uh, which I really, I enjoyed that. It kind of, you know, kept me balanced and uh, got a lot of work done. Finished school, got my degree in economics, and then went off to uh, culinary school. I went to New York City and went to a great one-year program there. Um, it's a bit of a crash course, but it was restaurant management and cooking. And stayed there for a little while and moved to Kansas City. My wife, girlfriend at the time, fiance at the time, um, has some family here. So we decided this would be a good place, and off we went. So Kansas City was... A whim? I mean, what? Does, I, I mean, I did, family yeah, I, isn't always the draw, hundred percent. But what was the like? You know what? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? You know, uh, her her brother had twins, and they they needed some help, and she was just she was done with Wisconsin, so she wanted to do something for a little while. Um, we both thought it would be a few years, honestly, and then she got uh, decided she didn't want to do uh, what she was up to, so she went to pharmacy school at UMKC. So that kind of locked us in for another five years. And still at that point, I thought, yeah, when she's done, we'll we'll head back. We'll go to New York. We'll go somewhere. Um, but by the time those five years were over, you know, we fell in love with the town. So we stay. So what was your first job here in Kansas City? Because that's where I pick your up. Or yeah, pick your the, the American up. restaurant. Um, I didn't really know many places here. I've never been here. So I just Googled up a few places and put my resumes in at Bluestem and the American restaurant and uh you know, I heard back from the American first, so off we went. Uh, worked for Selena Tio there for a couple of years. I worked for Debbie Gold for a couple of years, um, sous chef for both of them, and 
learned a ton. And that's really where I got my grounding in uh, charcuterie, meat, meat fabrication, meat processing. Um, that's a very unique, rest in peace, was a very unique restaurant where um, we didn't have some of the same budgetary limitations that a normal restaurant would. So we were able to, I was able to play around. So I found local farmers, I brought in whole animals, I, you know, got to do all the things that I still do now. Um, but that was my learning training ground and uh, had a really great time doing it. And when the time came, I it was 26 or 27, which in retrospect was probably a little too young. Um, I decided I need my own kitchen. So I found a restaurant that was opening up and needed a chef and kind of talked my way into it. And uh, that was that was the R bar, which is now Voltaire down in the West Bottoms. Um, but we had a good three year run there. Um, had a, tons of great menus. We changed the menu every quarter seasonally. All 20 items would get re reworked. We did lunch, we did dinner, we did parties. It was it was wild. It was a great time. Uh, Joy Jacobs owned it. She's she was a great friend, great mentor. I learned a lot from her and uh, enjoyed all the live music. And it was a wild party for a few years. And Towards the end of it, I was looking, you know, my wife was saying, hey, by the way, I want to have kids. And I was saying, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. But, you know, I get up at 7 a.m. and I get home at midnight right now. So I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Um, so that led to some soul searching. And I decided that finding a job with different hours was going to be something I was interested in. And owning my own business was something I was interested in. So I went down the retail meat market butcher shop route. And that's where Local Pig came from. So Local Pig started in an obscure neighborhood of Kansas City. Obviously, <laughs> you and I share deep connection, but, yeah. you know, people look at Jay Rieger and co. And they're like, oh, my God, why would you take a flyer on this neighborhood? But I would turn that question right back to you. I yeah, mean, you were was, you were there when you were the, you were the only thing. Yeah, and it was it was the neighborhood where the fish market was. And I was perennially not putting my fish orders in on time. So I was running down there to pick up my fish and I would drive by that building and look at it and think, God, that's a cool old building. And then when the time came to, to think about finding somewhere for local pig to live, that was my first thought. And, you know, originally local pig was just going to be a wholesale business. So the consumer facing end of it was secondary. Um, we had, you know, a few places signed up that wanted to buy our sausage. So fine, that was good enough. Off we go. And it was really cheap and it was lots of space. And um, I just thought it was a cool old neighborhood. And that was the idea that it was going to be retail facing, consumer facing was not part of the original plan. So, you know, when people started showing up, we just kept serving them. So this, you know, and this location for everyone that doesn't know, he's talking about a building that's right across from Jay Rieger and Co. and Electric Park. What's that? And <laughs> Matt, just because you weren't here for the last four episodes of taping doesn't mean you get to interject whenever. You've, you've dominated the first seven minutes of this conversation. I, I just had Sorry. to say something. I apologize. You know. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that was a really good comment. I appreciate it. Uh, so, so when you're thinking about or when when people think about the the old iteration, because there's the the first 1.0 version, which we're talking about now, and then we'll talk yep. about your 2.0 version that yep. you're in yep. currently. But you went to this neighborhood that was stupid for setting up a retail business in. Um, absolutely no common sense to it. I only can say that because I got the same <laughs> spiels that you got most certainly. But you had 
not only people coming down to buy their food, but then you open this this food truck as well, and you were able to use all of your meat fully, however you wanted, being efficient. But you had a ton of people coming to a neighborhood that shouldn't have had anybody come to, and it. I'm very thankful because it set the tone for how we were able to do our expansion. Yeah. But walk us sort of through how you went from this, like, why the hell would you start your business in this area to everyone's like, have you not been to local pig? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, it just sort of happened a bit. You know, I didn't know how to run a whole animal butcher shop. So we just started doing it. And one of the things I realized quickly was that there are only so many steaks on a whole cow and there is a lot of grind, a lot of meat that is really suitable for grinding and a lot of things that people don't want to buy. So after several months, it became clear I needed to sell cheeseburgers one way or another way. And we looked at uh, putting a small kitchen in that space, but it was rehabbing an 1880s building. It was not in the cards at that point. So uh, we found an old, uh, we decided a food trailer would be the best bet and that we could just stick it outside. Uh, and we found, I found a, trailer from the 1960s that was in a used car lot in some town in Indiana and bought it on eBay, rented a truck, drove over and got it and got it back all in one day and uh, parked it there and did not move it for <laughs> six years, I think, seven years. Yeah, we, we just hooked it up the power. We hooked up the water, hooked up the grease lines and just sat it there and cooked. And uh, eventually we put up a little awning outside so we could have picnic tables and people could hang out. And yeah, it was a bit of good food and dumb luck. Um, there was a lot of people that actually worked down there. So it's not just, it looks empty and it is a night, but during the day, there's a lot of folks that are down there um, doing manufacturing and truck driving. And uh, we had a huge parking lot that uh, fit semi-trucks. So we got people that would just pull up and we started our pricing relatively inexpensively um, just because we had product to move. Um, so we needed to do it. So business was really good. Yep. You saw how popular this retail arm was, which was secondary when you started the business initially. Mm -hmm. The opportunity came up 2018. Yeah. 27. Early 20, yeah, January of 19. January we, of 18. We left, yeah. We moved in January of 19. But in okay. 17, I started talking to the landlord about buying the building so that um, we could, um, you know, we were putting a lot of, uh, time and money into making sure it was working correctly. Um, it's an old building that was not meant for a bustling restaurant. Um, so we wanted to own it and that was not in the cards. Um, at that time it was not available for sale. So we continued looking at what it would take to rehab so we could stay in the space and still have the, the goal was Pigwitch as an outdoor standalone trailer was not a feasible solution forever. Um, the city had some rules on the books about um, stationary food trucks, and we were needing a special use permit every single year. And that was nerve wracking whether we were going to get this special use permit every year. Um, and it just didn't seem like a feasible thing to sign a giant lease, you know, contingent on, you know, on that. So, we needed to move Pigwitch inside. And we looked at various ways to do that. And eventually we came up with the drawings. You know, we did, we, we paid all the architects and engineers to figure out how to do it. Um, the landlord handed, you know, he we got quotes for the construction, went to a bank about it. And they said, well, this construction project's worth more than the building. We don't think that's a good idea. So we got basically back to square one 
and decided we needed to start looking around. So you went, you found <laughs> a I'm bank like in. Emprise. I'm jumping in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so to back up a little bit, because yeah. I love the, call it bootstrap story, right? Well, Matt, welcome like, to the show. Hey, thank you. I've been trying. <laughs> you just keep, you keep beating me to the punch. Uh, so you start thinking this is going to be essentially a butcher shop. Yep. It turns into a restaurant. You still have both, right? Yeah, we still have And, and so tell me about like, even just financially not going to numbers, but like, is one more successful than the other? Is it more like, as you were mentioning, like, man, we got to make cheeseburgers because we just have this extra meat. How do they like symbiotically uh, help each other to coexist and help each other to yeah. uh, improve the bottom line for both companies? It, it has been a very successful, um, I wouldn't even say it's a marriage because it's, it's one company, it's one business, it's one, one, everything, one LLC, one payroll. Um, so we have different crews, although there is some float back and forth, but, um, it is really important for a low volume meat market. I mean, we're not a grocery store, you know, grocery stores are moving the where people buy the vast majority of their meat. So a relatively low volume place like us, um, you need to have outlets for things that are no longer um, as fresh. You know, you get a steak that stays in a, in in the case for two days will start to turn brown. It's not bad. It's still food safe, perfectly great. It still tastes great, but consumers don't want it. So you need another outlet. You know, you can discount it or you can sell it somewhere else. So the way that we do that is by putting the two pass together. So let's, let's take chicken, right? So we can't sell chicken legs. People want chicken breasts. They want chicken thighs. They want chicken wings. People don't want chicken legs. So how did we solve that problem? We put a chicken, a ground chicken patty on the pigwitch menu. So it's, it eats like a, like a chicken breast, but it's actually um, ground and seasoned um, and held together. So in that way, we can get full value and even better value out of each product that we bring in, and we can still bring in a locally sourced whole chicken and get everything we can out of it. So you're starting Kansas City. You talked about looking at the American at Blue Stem at some like call it fine dining yeah, type restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what you're doing now is not necessarily fine dining, right? So tell me about yeah. just maybe the shift you had of like, hey, I thought I was gonna be in this world. Yep. I wanna be in this world. Yeah, I mean, I remember it pretty well. Um, I was, I won a few awards for being the best chef in Kansas City, best new chef from various local publications. And that was great. I was honored. Um, I was young and uh, I got nominated for the Food and Wine's Best New Chef. Um, and I didn't win and I was really bummed out. And I took a step back and said, I'm putting too much of my happiness and self worth into what other people assume my capacities are as a fine dining restaurant chef in Kansas city, you know, and you look, you look around, it's difficult to be a fine dining chef in Kansas city sure. or any not anything that's not Chicago, LA. And I just didn't want to chase someone else's expectations of what I could do. It was a bit of like, you know, this game was fun, but a, I don't want to be here until 11 o'clock every night. Right. And B, um, I need to reset what my expectations of success are. So you move from the East Bottoms yep. to the city market. Yep. Tell us about the last couple of years of, of what you're doing. And then uh, what does the next couple of years look like for you? Sure. So we moved in January of 2019 and it was, it was great. It was uh, immediately just 
doubled our, our business. If I can jump in. So yeah. when you made that move, did you, I mean, building out a restaurant is expensive. Did you have yeah. to go back and talk to an Emprise bank or did you have to talk to someone to help finance that project or did they... I mean, did you just have a stockpile of cash in your basement somewhere? Uh, it was a little of both. Yeah. Um, we had been working okay, on this. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> we had been working on it, so we knew we needed to 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 save some cash. So we were able to save some cash, um, and then we did get a, a relatively small loan. Um, and then we were fortunate that the re- we moved into a restaurant space, so the the big heavy lifting things were already done. You know, we weren't trying to remodel a place sure. that wasn't a restaurant. And then City Market's actually a city-owned uh, building, so they had a generous TI for us. Um, and that helped get us across the line along with uh, with a small loan. Sure. And um, it was, we squeaked it out. It was, it was rough. The last, I mean, the last six months after we announced that we were moving of 2018, people were pissed. And our huh. normal customers... You know, we saw our business drop 20, 25%. Wow. So that was kind of tough because we were needing as much cash as we could get yep. in order to to move. But but fortunately, because we were moving from a, a trailer to a restaurant, we didn't have to shut down. We were we didn't shut down at all. Wow. Um, we didn't miss a day of service. Uh, so cash flow remained good. And then business just jumped off. So, so it was the, great. The further you got from the Rieger Distillery, the better your business has become. Well, I've only, I only moved two miles so far, yep. so we're gonna see. <laughs> Just imagine if, if you would have moved five miles, how much more your business would have gone up. He we'll left. See. He left six months before we opened, <laughs> right? I did. It was the saddest day of my yeah. life. Yeah, it was. I remember. I remember several times Rieger pulled up, and said, "Do you really need to do this? Are you sure you want to do this?" And I was like, "Sorry, dude, we gotta go." But yeah, we we taped Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives three months after we moved in, and that was a really great boost for the for the restaurant. And um, it came out in November, and then uh, March of 2020 happened, and we just regrouped. But when you moved, and I remember the story correctly, it's sort of a fun way to end this was you dropped a bunch of your original customers that were pissed that you were moving. But moving to the river market, you picked up a whole new set of customers that yep. never came down before. Yep. And, and it was better than it was before in terms of numbers. And it was just. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even a wash. Others. Yeah, it wasn't even a wash. It was a total upside. Um, we definitely, definitely gained all sorts of new folks. And, you know, that old place was awesome. And I don't begrudge anyone who has great memories of that and, you know, is upset that we moved. But, uh, you know, it was we had to do it. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap up. We're going long. I know. It's exciting. It's a good one. Hey, uh, we always end with one question. Okay. What's the coolest thing that you've ever done? So while I was in college, I did a study abroad in Australia. And before I left, I did a bus tour of the east coast of Australia from Brisbane to Sydney. Um, And we did uh, scuba diving on Great Barrier Reef, uh, stayed overnight on Fraser Island, which is the last place where there's wild dingoes. Um, and I got to see the wild dingoes. Uh, at night, you camp on the beach, and the dingoes kind of come out of the woods. It was really cool. Uh, went down to Sydney. And How big just, are they? Yeah, like pepper-sized. Dogs, medium dog size. Yeah. Beautiful medium dog size. Yeah. Yeah, so I forgot <laughs> that first part. You're, yeah. you're totally correct. Um, <laughs> and uh, just just had a great time before I left. It was uh, It was really fun. Well, Alex, uh, we could keep talking for a while. It's so cool to see what you've been doing. As one who has eaten food 
at your old restaurant and your new restaurant. If folks have not had the opportunity to get down to uh, River Market, City Market, check out what you're doing, please do that. The burger is worth it. Uh, but on behalf of Emprise Bank, the J. Get bacon, get bacon while you're there. Yes. Uh, Let It Fly Media, Swell Spark. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Best Thank of you luck. for having me. Yeah, best of luck. And uh, please sell so many cheeseburgers. Thanks for having me, guys.